welcome to the Prickly Pens podcast, episode number 49. We are three friends, three writers sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games, and also selective topics that make us ponder or just generally piss us off. So let's start with the introductions. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to Prickly Pen's podcast. And we're going to kick it over to Gabby and tell us yeah. all the good stuff that's happening in the world. Oh, <laughs> take it away, Gabby. <laughs> uh, so this week, well, we have a topic. But before we get to the topic, I really want to talk about um, something that happened. So when we're recording this, this is July 23rd when we're recording this. So um, about two weeks ago. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be two weeks from now, so <laughs> it'll be a month old. But um, NASA had put out these images from the James Webb Telescope. If you don't know what the James Webb Telescope is, it's um, uh, James Webb Space Telescope is the full name. It is, um, it is, I think, ten times more powerful than Hub, um, the Hubble. Uh, telescope, uh, which is the one that we used to take most of the images you see with space are from the Hubble telescope, but there's a bunch of other telescopes we have. Um, and this one was like a 20 year project. <laughs> uh, and I know it started in, I forgot which like NASA office, but I know it was one of the ones in Maryland, which I'm like, yay, Maryland, go Maryland. <laughs> but <laughs> But I want to talk about it real quick because it, I just find it so cool. Because um, if you didn't know, I'm a huge fan of space stuff. And and uh, I probably, if, if I was good at math, I might have become a physicist. Because <laughs> I always like space. I just, I suck at math. Um, because I, I, like, I love history and it's about, it's like history, but in space. That's what I think of physics. Um, uh but like I said, I can't do math to save my life, so <laughs> I wouldn't get past the first class. <laughs> but uh, they uh, NASA put up the images of this or the first images that uh, the James Webb Telescope took, and I'll provide a link in the description so that you guys can look on NASA's website yourself. I think it was five images, from what I remember. Um, but they're gorgeous, and you, if you see the like before and after from the Hubble telescope to the James Webb. It's like the detail that James Webb can get is absolutely amazing. Um, it's an infrared telescope. Uh, and I know one of the images, well, one of the images that was shown, which was like a test, or sorry, not test images, one of the images Hubble took uh, years ago. And this is like the teles this telescope, and it's pointing in the same direction at the same set of stars. And it's like you're just seeing more that you've never we've never seen before, and so that's pretty cool. Um, also, because of the way, well, like time works and light speed and all of that, a lot of these images um, uh, are from like over hundreds and billions of years ago. So one of the images, for example, the first one that that they had released was technically of what the Big Bang look like about a hundred million years or so after it happened, which is not a whole lot of time 
for space. Yeah. <laughs> space is only 13 billion years old. A uh, hundred million years is nothing um, for space. It's like a second. Um, and then space is infinite. So, you know, a hundred million years in infinity is nothing. So the fact that it got that far back is a big deal. Um, and I am just like, so excited to see what <laughs> more images come out. I know recently they just came out with uh, another look at um, Jupiter mm-hmm. in infrared, um, which you see a lot of its little swirls inside of Jupiter. Jupiter has a lot of storms going on, Jupiter. <laughs> um, I think they're going to release images every week. Yeah, every, like once a week they release a new image. So uh, there's lots to see. Yeah, there's lots to see. And like I said, I will put a link in the description to NASA's website for that particular thing. Uh, also, just go to NASA's website. It actually has a lot of cool stuff, and everything's free. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they're allowing people to print <laughs> yeah. and use yeah, it right. for download. Um, yeah. uh, wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah wallpaper yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that good so, stuff. Yeah. yeah, Screensavers. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous, and <laughs> yeah. they're going to discover more. The potential for discovery is infinite now. Yeah. yeah. I liked the one that was the, um, the something nebula. Was that, um, or is they all nebulous? <laughs> <laughs> That's to tell you my space uh, knowledge. I'm afraid to <laughs> talk one. about space. That That's one. why. <laughs> oh, quiet. yeah. Okay. This, <laughs> this one is the... Um, the Canina something. Carina Nebula. See? I was right. You I got were it. Right. Mm-hmm. Canina <laughs> Nebula. Carina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're seeing it's, it's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge nebula and you were only seeing like a piece of the nebula, yeah. which is... When you see how big the nebula is in its full thing, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> and the idea of that within it, is, it, is that is it that one? That within it, there's the nursery of stars and then the black hole stars? Is that a different one? No, it's that one. Well, or they all like that. They're all kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, a nebula, uh, ba- both birth stars. You're seeing the birth of stars because mm-hmm. it's like the uh, particles that are from other things in space are kind of coming together and forming into a little ball. And then eventually it will, you know, get pressure and chemicals yeah. happen. And then it becomes a star at the same time. You're seeing suns explode mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're shooting out dust. Yeah. So another star is taking that dust and becoming a star. So I so just thought like it was interesting that birth you could death. see the birth and the death <laughs> yeah. and of, of a star within this in the same yeah, system system and and mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like cycle of life kind of thing yeah and so. can, how can there not be other intelligent life oh yeah well out yeah. there i mean that's yeah. the big question yeah. that hit me like yeah. oh oh we're in trouble <laughs> right <laughs> well and that's if we're considered the intelligent you know when you well, say other intelligent i'm not right, i'm not exactly. so sure that we would be considered intelligent <laughs> we're sentient i guess there you go we're there alive you, that's about, we're yeah. alive and yeah. that's all we're gonna yeah. go with other I, breathing I saw, things. Right. yeah i saw one one scientist he described it when he was looking at it he pretty much said that because people were like, I feel so small, you know, after looking at all the images. Mm-hmm. And he's like, instead of feeling small, um, he's like, think of it as the universe. We're the first, if we're not the first creatures in the universe, thinking creatures. Um, uh, and maybe we are, but he was like, think of it as like the the universe is waking up. And we're just kind of as conscious. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the all the aliens in the world that we haven't met yet are just as conscious waking up at the same time. Mm. So we just haven't I met hope so. the rest of the brain yet. <laughs> the rest of the brain. <laughs> yeah. But we're <laughs> we have high hope. Did you see I did this like, a very optimistic thing that yes. we are we are considered so high level that we can be yes. considered the conscience versus well we can name ourselves <laughs> so that's pretty we're highly generous <laughs> to ourselves right? and our perceptions yeah. <laughs> of, of humanity but <laughs> I'm, I'm always like go humans i'm very optimistic yeah humans. you are very optimistic <laughs> i'm like go humans i'm very satirical never change family never change <laughs> very sar- sarcastic um not satirical but, <laughs> sarcastic <clears throat> i guess though it's it's a great segue into our topic for today <laughs> Which is <laughs> man versus science. <laughs> um, and I have hopes for the robot, robots and the AI to take over. <laughs> you do? Oh, my God. Have you not seen many movies, Michelle? <laughs> well, the, the problem is that the humans usually are so stupid that I'm yeah. like, yeah. go ahead and wipe them out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, but yeah, this week's topic is man versus science. Um we talked about man versus beast, um, and I think there's a lot of man versus whatevers in, yeah. in storytelling. Yeah. So this is, we started with man versus beast. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Now we're at man Moving versus on science. To technology. Um, yeah, man versus science or man versus technology. They're kind of like you know two sides of the same, same coin. Yeah, right. it's kind of like within mm-hmm. each other. A lot of the two is a little bit. Um, a lot of these themes can bleed into each other. Like some yeah. movies, for example, uh, Jurassic Park is a little bit of man versus science as he mm-hmm. genetically engineers <laughs> dinosaurs mm-hmm. and then it becomes a man versus beast film halfway through it. Right. <laughs> so it's it's a mixture of two. Right. They're not silos. Yeah. 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 They're not silos. Yeah. Um, but within the man versus uh, beast, or sorry, man versus science, uh, I'm not going to give like a full history because um, there are like some older stories of like science, what we would in modern day consider science fiction. Um, uh, But they wouldn't be a man versus science type of thing. It's usually like the idea of man going to the moon or going going to the stars before, you know, spaceships were invented. So they didn't really have an idea of how that would be and it's it's very different than um than what we have now but uh the first like kind of official thing of man versus technology in science fiction uh is mary shelley's frankenstein mm. published in 1818 um which is uh, uh dr frankenstein making the monster and then um Monster kills him, village kills monster. <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, it kind of has a lot of themes of man's desire to create, what it means to be God, what it means to create or be a godlike creator, hubris. Uh, also, between the two, it's like who was the monster, the doctor or the monster or themselves? <laughs> Good point. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Things, things like that. Um, so, in, in, in t- which most of the movies for Man versus Science have the similar themes still, uh, and then you have like in, and that's in literature and film. Um, about a hundred years later, you have 
films like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which is similar to um, uh, Frankenstein in that it's like a doctor who makes a dude who lives in his cabinet. And he, I, I watched it like when I was in film school <laughs> and I can't remember exactly what happened, but it's a very similar I have never heard thing. of this film. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a German, it's like a black oh. and white German film. Um made in like 1929 is very early on uh, in film history. Um, and then you have like, the films like Frankenstein, the, mm -hmm. the original one. Um, and so the themes come out in like, I guess horror is coming, you know, back then they would have been more horror than sci-fi movies because it's usually like monster kills person. <laughs> um, and then child. you have a little, or child. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a little bit of, you get away from it, in, at least in film-wise, and I'm sure with books as well, uh, with, um, in terms of, like, that particular style with, uh, what's it called? Um, for some reason, the name of the book has left my head. Uh, uh, it's the original reason um why the hulk exists it's like the the origin not the origin the inspiration for the hulk um oh the gamma radiation jekyll? type thing dr clot mr dr jekyll and mr yeah Hyde. dr jekyll yeah 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 um yeah yeah thank you because <laughs> i You're couldn't welcome. remember for some reason uh but yeah that was like man tampering with science mm -hmm. Uh, and so instead of creating a monster that you see in some of the older ones, this one is like man tampering with science and then, you know, science, you know, tampering back. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, and it's like usually not a good idea to tamper with science. It's, uh, no, because usually it's permanent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that it's also what what does make man, what mm. what is you know, like for instance, Frankenstein was electrocuted or whatever. Used electric electricity mm. was used to mm -hmm. bring it to life, and that all the parts from the different people would work. Yeah, would make it work, and the animation of, of making it work. But then, technically, does it have a soul? So right. it's to me, it's a question too of what makes us different from when you are enhanced. Yeah. Are you, have you lost part of your soul yeah. or, you know, yeah. when you, which comes in with genetic engineering, yeah. are you losing something in humanity by being right. genetically engineered or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Would you say so, that's what makes us human, that we have a soul? Uh, well, I it's guess you have to believe question. in a soul. Yeah. I, I guess I believe right. in yeah, what I don't, in a soul. Yeah, right? I don't believe we have souls. I don't know what your soul, I don't know what soul is in, in terms, I know soul as a religious or a more, right. I guess, moralistic thing. I don't know, but spiritual, spiritual thing. But like an essence, um, so you have an essence, right? Or but then what? How is that defined individually? Right. When we say somebody's lacking, you know, humanity. You know, where's your soul? Yeah. yeah. It's we're talking about something that makes you supposedly uniquely human. Something that makes you you care, right? right. But also, it's something that that you're your moral compass is defined by the yeah. soul. Yeah. Mm. So that when you do something criminal, you're soulless. That, you yeah, know, when people you. say, you know, you lack a soul, then, right. then to me, you're measuring it against 
my ability to be human yeah. in, to be you you know like just and fair and yeah. whatever i mean i think personally but then there's the other sorry one second yeah. but then there's the other one where it's mm-hmm. more of a um spiritual mm-hmm. mystical mm-hmm. thing connection to you know um like I'm tapping into my soul, which means that I'm tapping into some creative, mystical, um, supernatural kind of connection to something else. So I see that being used, being it being used in that way. Um, right. Where what's the um, that Dis- was it the Disney film where it was. Uh, I think Jamie Foxx did the voice. Oh, Soul. Soul. Yeah. Soul. <laughs> yeah, Soul. Because you mean I the think one the called con- Soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> the concept of that was that you had these souls. Yeah. Waiting to be. Yeah, there were new people. New people. New they were souls. waiting to be put into people. Yeah, mm-hmm. waiting to be put into their babies. Or, right. And non non people yet. Basically. And then you figure out your. I have not watched you it. Figure recently. out your spark. You figure that's right. what. And then when you figure out your spark, then you can go to Earth and go into a human. Right. Um, but I guess the whole thing of the film is kind of like the guy. For him, music is his his spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's like, kind of how would you define spark? Because it's not necessarily spark. It's almost like mm-hmm. I thought I saw one person describe it, but kind of like not that it's a spark in the traditional sense of like I learned my purpose in life, so now I will go to Earth, mm-hmm. right? And occupy, you know, I'm now a soul with a with a body. Um, it, I I which I kind of interpret as well with what the person was saying was kind of like what is your reason to live? Like mm-hmm. you learned your reason to live. And that was what made you want to live. Because she, or spoiler, one of the souls <laughs> falls down to earth by accident. Oh. <laughs> she get, she falls into a human body by accident. His body in particular. Because mm-hmm. he's like half in, half out. So he's not fully, he's not dead or, or alive. So she falls into his body by accident. So she's like running around in his body and she gets to experience what life is like. Mm. And that's her spark was living. Oh. It wasn't any particular hobby or any particular thing. It's just like her just living. Just wanting to Wanting live. to live was mm. the spark. But I think that's truly what the spark is. What, what gives you the reason to live? Not necessarily the hobby that you're going to like. Right. Or, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, that's why I did it. You were going <laughs> to yeah. say something, though, about, you know, soul in terms of... Was oh. it over, yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, I find it like, I guess what makes us us is in our brain. To me, that's me personally like mm. the d- biological thing but i don't think that's for some reason i guess sometimes when people hear that they think that that makes it less important <laughs> like it doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> it just means that it's in a particular part of your body but i'm like the brain is so complicating right uh there's about as many neurons in the brain as there are stars in the universe like that's how oh, wow. intricate it is so it's 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 like there's a whole lot going on in there yeah. <laughs> and a whole lot of it makes us us <laughs> Um, well, that's why they see, yeah. like, some people divide it into three parts. Like, yeah. your body, you know, they'll say, oh, your body, mind, your soul, mm. um, as though it's three distinct Oh, that's interesting. Things. Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard that. You, yeah, you yeah. know. To, yeah. That makes well, you who you are. <laughs> I've heard 
uh, or it was like a, it's like a thought experiment of, so say we got really good with, with, um, robot limbs or stuff like cyber, the, um, not cyber, but the prosthetic limbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we got really good at, at it. So we could, you could replace things as you want. So say you get into an accident and this time it's like your leg and then you get a, uh, like from the knee down, you get a new leg. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Everything's fine. And then you, f- you find out that, oh, you can, like, upgrade the rest of your body. So all of you is human and then except for this leg. So then you're like, okay, maybe I'll get the whole leg because maybe the, from the knee down it seems like, well, might as well get the whole leg done. Mm-hmm. So you get the whole leg done. So it's your whole body's that and then you have a new leg. Then you're like, well, I should do both legs because then both legs will be powerful. So you do both legs. And then you're like, well, I got to finish the limbs. So then you do both arms and then you start going through your body and it's like, well, if I have a, eventually you get to your heart and if I have a mechanical heart, I can live longer. I can, you know, Mm -hmm. like an Iron Man Mm -hmm. type of thing. You can live almost forever. So say your head is that and your entire body is robotic. Are you still human? Like at what point are you changing until you're not human? When your brain comes out, when you're, you know, there's like that idea of like what, what What's is the thing that keeps yeah. you human? Human, because uh, your personality doesn't change. It would have to be. It would be, then be a connection to the brain and what you. Well, that's know. what yeah. I was thinking too. Like because you know, once you have any kind of brain trauma mm-hmm. and stuff, and they hook you up and they're breathing for you and all that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. once your brain stops mm-hmm. functioning, right? I think yeah. the family and everybody feels right. like that. You yeah. yourself are gone. Gone. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. 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 So it's tied yeah, yeah, to the yeah. mind. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see, like, uh, unfortunate accidents and when it's like brain trauma. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, you see the family members, like, oh, they changed. Mm-hmm. And it's because what the connections are no longer there yeah. in the head for whatever reason. Um, but uh, <laughs> to get a little bit back more on topic, I realized <laughs> we got philosophical. Yeah. Well, we will get philosophical right. again, most likely. But so, it is philosophical. It's, it yeah, it's a very philosophical argument, argument or discussion because yeah. it's man versus tech. Yeah. And like you said, as tech starts taking over, whether it's whether because there is two two types yeah. of stories where yeah. it is the story of the man, well, <laughs> the person and the and the. Technology yeah. or person versus technology. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That a, yeah. I was going to talk about the types of stories. So, yeah, you have man versus, um, I would say, like, it's almost like man versus scientific society. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the mm-hmm. very much like mm-hmm. the, um, those like genetic alteration type movies like Gattaca and Equilibrium and The yeah. Giver and um, Minority Report a little bit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like society's using science to manipulate society and keep everyone in check. Mm-hmm. Um, and this perfect world or whatever you imagine to be perfect, um, when it's very much not. Uh, so it's usually keeping a society oppressed mm-hmm. using science. Uh, another one, it would be man versus technolo- um like robot. <laughs> pretty much it's yeah. like technology <laughs> right. but r- pretty much it's, robot it, it's external from yeah, yeah yeah from man usually in the story the man has made it mm-hmm. it's very rarely that it's like technology that comes down and 
can just happens to already be a robot. Um, but yeah, you get that you know, movie iRobot. Um, oh, I love that. In a way, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a way, uh, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is also, mm-hmm. uh, I would say he's not a robot in the sense that, yeah, he, but he was like, I guess you still have to be created and then you had to put yeah. electricity in him. So he's still like technically a robotic ish type right. of fi- figure. Right. Um, so still very similar. Uh, the alien films or mm-hmm. film franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Prometheus, mm-hmm. like he <laughs> aliens. Right. I mean, I aliens. Sorry. Um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, ro- robot that yeah. uh, kills creator. A- uh, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Which Robots I never everywhere. understood that <laughs> yeah. movie, so yeah, I, I don't either. mean whatever. But I, I love Rucker <laughs> Hauer. Go ahead. <laughs> I saw the new Blade Runner, and I've seen parts of the original Blade Runner, um, but like when I was a kid. Um, I'll give my opinions on that film later, but <laughs> it's not, not the, not the best. Um, and then like Terminator, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, Terminator classic a example. Yeah. 80s. yeah. 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 Um, and then I feel like, uh, after that you have man versus, um, it's like man versus science in terms of, it's not necessarily a society thing. It's just that like, science going too far they're being mm, used as mm-hmm. a tool and then maybe it goes too far yeah um and you see that with uh like the film her with mm-hmm. joaquin phoenix um 2001 a space odyssey is that kind of style because mm. the computer starts trying to kill you um you see yeah. that with several marvel films especially like age of ultron it's kind mm-hmm. of like he well he accidentally makes ultron but he's like makes ultron but then it's like Ultron turns on the Avengers. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's parts of, uh, one part of like man versus science that doesn't get talked about as much. Um, I mean, it gets talked about, of course, but I guess it's, it's less of a versus. It's just like man using science as a tool. And for once it's not complete F up Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, um, uh, you see that with, I guess, uh, in at least in Marvel, you see that with Captain America, mm-hmm. his body is oh, right, right. scientifically made, um, improved, but he's, right? but he, mm-hmm. yeah, he, it's improved, but he's still a good man. Like mm-hmm. it didn't change his personality. He still stays a hero by the end. Um, it just enhanced his abilities to continue mm-hmm. being a hero. So that's where it's like, oh, science is useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess yeah. the, and that's part of Gattaca, the movie, yeah. um, oh, with yes, Ethan yes, Hawke yes. and um, Uma Thurman and Jude Law, is that he would not, in, a, in, a, in their environment, their society, because of the defects of his natural birth, hmm. um, natural conception, because they are a rigid society that you kind of like pick the, the best, yeah, you're best. like picking your genetic. It's like a genetic and, kind of thing yeah. and um, engineering, and so he isn't one of those. So he's born with you know bad eyesight and not tall and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then he's enhanced so that he can go uh, to live his dream, right? Live his dream um, of going to space, which would not occur if he did not have these enhancements. So yeah, right. in that case, science was used um was to, he enhanced or was he just faking it hmm? was he enhanced or was he faking it no he was he was in in 
Well, he was faking it, but his body mm-hmm. had been enhanced. Remember, he got tall. He, they, they, oh, yeah. Because he had to... Make, yeah, yeah, I remember. To, I mean, he they fixed him to look. Right. But it yeah. didn't change. Um, he worked hard. Yeah. He naturally worked hard anyway because yeah. he was always counted out. Yeah. So science helped, but then he still had the yeah, yeah. stamina yeah. To, um, to push it, which I think is is the underlying truth about with man versus science is that man's natural, um, that the person, whoever the protagonist is, Mm. their personality, their hero, heroism Mm. or the, the qualities of being Mm -hmm. a hero or heroine always comes through. It's like the human spirit, like the, right. I feel like I see that with, um, superhero films mm-hmm. yes um, more with in terms of like the science being used for i mean you see the evil ones of course because mm-hmm. half the villains are <laughs> you know scientific <laughs> creatures that should have died but the, the but like iron man entire suit full of mechanical parts mm-hmm. tony stark is not himself physically like particularly, oh, i mean he's he's fit but it's not you know not like is not you know do he's not a black belt or anything but right. when you know when the suit he can still use that as a tool for good right. things um it's like he's so smart that's like his superpower yeah yeah yeah, yeah. his intelligence um, and then you see that with a little bit with like i guess batman and the dc comics where it's like he has gadgets that help him do stuff but he's mm-hmm. not necessarily he's rich well, that was um, funny. That was yeah. like that one line where the yeah. kid was like, what's it's your an, superpower? He's like, he's like I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he's rich. He's, I mean, he's smart. He's intelligent. But yeah, he's, you know, rich, pretty good detective. But for the most part, it's like his gadgets enhance his ability to continue doing mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. work. But um, at the bottom of it is his, yeah, his desire to settle the the, the good Against yeah. the evil, yeah, against um, the bad. To, to yeah, balance it. Yeah, um, and I feel like if I, I mean, a lot of these films, I personally feel like definitely go into the questions of um, the like existential questions of, like you said, what it means to be human, um, mm-hmm. especially the robot ones. Um, they tend to have have that kind of theme going on. Um, there's a video game that I never played, but I know the video game very well because I watched people play it, but it's called Detroit Become Human. And it's about, it's like set in a near-ish future. So it's not like super high techy, but it's set in Detroit. And it is about um, a world where we have robots, like mm-hmm. human looking robots. Um, and the way you can tell when it's a robot is they have like a circle on the side of their, uh, the te- their temple that glows, um, blue or white or whatever. Um, because it shows the connection to the, the whatever network that they're on. Um, but it, besides that, they look human, uh, indistinguishable, but so the game, you play three different protagonists. One is a detective robot and his side of the story is almost like a buddy cop film because he's with mm. the disgruntled um, <laughs> cop that like, I'm is too like old a, for this crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with that type of cop <laughs> who's like a drunk, and then they have he's like 
almost like an iRobot where he's like anti-robot and stuff. Mm. And then by the end, they have this almost father-son relationship, which is funny because that's just like a buddy cop. <laughs> His story yeah. is just buddy cop. <laughs> the other stories are a little bit more <laughs> stuff going on. But uh, uh, one is about a robot maid. She um, gets this girl who was in an abusive house, like the house that she's cleaning up for the, the father was abusive to the girl. So she mm. breaks her programming and gets the girl out. Um, and becomes almost like a mother figure to her. Right. And then the third one is, um, he was the assistant robot to this like famous painter who son is like a deadbeat. Um, and then the son accidentally kills the father, um, and then the robot is blamed for it. And then he's pretty much like, you know, humans suck. So he oh, gets put man. into like a trash heap, and then he's full-blown like turning. And it's kind of like, humans suck. We need a revolution. We shouldn't be, you know, slaves to the humans and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So his mm-hmm. motif is very much like um, civil rights-esque style. Yeah. Uh, style story Um, and so the one thing in the uh, one thing in the game which I see in other sci-fi movies when they have robotic stuff is that people are mad that robots are are around taking human jobs that part I don't that part I get I'm I'm like okay I get that (laughs) the part in the movie that I don't movies or games or whatever I don't understand (laughs) is when Because it's part of the game where the robot's walking by and people are kicking him like, you took our jobs. Uh, Even, like, when the abusive dad comes home with the the maid because she was broken and he got her fixed. But he's, like, hitting her. I'm like, that's a thousand, several thousand dollars piece of machinery. I wouldn't even throw my toaster across the room even if it messed (laughs) up one day. I mean, wouldn't you hurt yourself (laughs) as well trying to hit something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Please. but I I always say that inside. There was another sci-fi movie we watched. It was an indie one that was similar to it. But in terms of like people like hitting robots and stuff, I'm like, I don't even, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't even hit my like my laptop that's slightly <laughs> more intelligent than my phone. Like I don't throw that across the room when I'm angry. No. I, I have, so for something that is like a full-blown cyborg person, Jeez. Why would I break you? <laughs> like I wouldn't yeah. throw anything at you. I would be kicking you. I wouldn't be. I don't know if I necessarily would be like treating you like a full blown human, but I also wouldn't be like let me abuse it because <laughs> I'm like that's thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but I always oh see that in, in movies and video games. Yeah, and I'm like ever, who would do that? <laughs> did you guys ever see um, Alita Battle Angel? That no, movie? I've seen. No. I know that oh, movie, really but I haven't good, seen yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Just try to watch it. It's really good. It's basically, you know, about um, robots that were created. Mm. And there was a robot that was found. And it's this otherworldly place. And there are robots that are there. But they found a robot that was from a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. kind of bring her back. And, I mean, she's more human than some of the characters that you run into in the movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was just very, very interesting when you mentioned like what is a human, like we have psychopaths, you know, yeah. in our world who obviously yeah. are missing some component that 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them human. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I mean, for like the movie iRobot, where his the character that Will Smith plays is upset with the robot for yeah. um, for yeah. not picking. When the when there was a crisis, yeah. the robot was very logical. Yeah. Also, it was told what it was supposed to do. Yeah, and it's it followed. Pr- it follows. It the followed the rules. Yes, directive, but what, right? But what? It, right. But what it showed is that with humans, we aren't. Even though we have societal rules and so on, when when something is, when we have to rely on our judgment or whatever, it may mm. not be that cut and dry so right. for instance um if somebody <clears throat> if somebody's attacking someone you may you might defend that person by harming the person but but we don't go around harming people just out of the blue like something mm-hmm. you made a decision um to save someone and this is what i'm going to do in order to save them meanwhile mm-hmm. an ai or a robot will say will be like well i've I'm not supposed to kill anyone. Right. So therefore, if I have to kill you to save this person, I am not going to kill you. Like that right. is not, yeah. you know, and so, um, again, our humanity is that we, um, we have that ability to be, uh, not, not exact, um, right. And and a lot of these movies, and like Gabby was saying, like Equilibrium, and um, uh, some of the other science fictions, which I can't remember. It's about controlling. We use technology to control the society because, as humans, we are so yeah. erratic. Yeah. That <laughs> it's that's like um, Edgar Wright's The World's End. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know that film. Uh, it's a trilogy. It's a, or not. Yeah, it's like a, a trilogy anthology. Um, but it's the third one. And if you know, um, Shaun of the Dead, uh, and uh, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, yeah, and <laughs> The World's End is the third one, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. So it's like all the people you know. Um, but. I really don't want to spoil that movie. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's on. It's on um, HBO. HBO Max. It's really yeah. good. I'm not going to spoil it. Go watch it. I'm just. I'll just say that. Go watch it. it but then you really have to appreciate good. Hot Fuzz and and um, yeah. uh, Shaun of the Dead yeah. style storytelling style yeah. and yeah. and humor and so on because mm-hmm. yeah. that is yeah. what yeah. this is. So too. I will skip <laughs> talking about that one, but. <laughs> But yeah, I think, um, yeah, and a lot of, hu- like you said, humans can't really be controlled. And whenever we try, it's, right. it's, it backfires, it usually, right? It backfires because, because, I mean, even historically without science, just in terms of actual stuff, when, you know, a group of people, one group is trying to control another group, and mm-hmm. it does not last forever. Right. It rarely does. Well, I mean, it, really, it never has, but. Or if it lasts, it can only last through violence. Yeah. Yeah, it's never it's never like oh, peacefully yeah. we're gonna all yeah. cooperate and do the thing. Right. Um that was the only thing was like Detroit Become Human, the video game that I was talking about was one of the, the character who has that like kind of s- civil rights motif. Because mm. he's trying to get like uh, 
robot rights and stuff. A part of me was like, yeah, but no, because I'm like, <laughs> your oppression is not the same as various human populations' oppression. Right. <laughs> so the the creator of the of the game, I mean, it had like similarities almost um, the civil rights movement, mm. and I was like, no, you're a slightly more advanced Siri mm. or Alexa. Uh, you would not, I would not consider you (laughs) like you're an Alexa with a body. Chill out. Like you're oppressed. Yes. But mm, I'm like, I wouldn't make that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's equal to (laughs) actual human oppression. Like suffering. Um, And (laughs) yeah. And I was like, your mind can be erased and we could just rewrite that. Like you're a robot. Like chill. But, um, but I guess like a lot of the films where you do have the robots, it's especially if it's like, the talking robots that are like humans is like, would you ever treat them like human? Um, would you like, I, I think we have some artificial human ask intelligence in real life now. Well, isn't the Japanese using some in, um, in hotels or something like that where it's, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they the don't concier- look human. But, no, no, they look like robots, but right. the concierge is, is, uh, a robot so you just check in and then they take your number and they give you the ticket i mean the, the um card for the door yeah oh, and it's cool. like and i was just like well that's fine because why do you need someone to stand there and do that like yeah. <laughs> and they think can answer it. all your questions it's like a walk in google yeah oh, um, right well you know what i'm saying it's like you can yeah. ask them yeah. questions you're yeah. a robot you're gonna do like research. where's where's the restaurant right. what's the fastest way yeah. to get to whatever yeah oh, this and they're is like fascinating this direction yeah do you remember like um Jamie Summers and the Five Million Dollar Man, and they had like mm-hmm. the fembots. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like even way back when in different TV series, they would do these robotic, yeah. like yeah, but they looked like regular women. You wouldn't know that they were. Robots. Well, I mean, right? But she was for for the Jamie Summers, um, mm-hmm. the Bionic Woman. Yes. She was her whole thing was what Gabby was saying, where it's like you you're injured. You're injured and, and they have to rebuild you. And they're rebuilding you. Um, and then you're suddenly now a government asset because mm-hmm. you have been enhanced. We can yeah. use your, you can, you're not so much weaponized, but you can be used against our enemies to do good and so right. on. Right, right. Th- I think that humans have such a God complex in creating yes. that we also are very much, willing and ready to enhance like take the um, next steps right take the next step to enhance because we're always looking for how can you be in how can you be efficient mm-hmm. and how can you be effective mm-hmm. like we are trying to diminish disabilities so much um yeah. whether they're harmful disabilities where somebody's going to die yeah. early or mm-hmm. whether it's you know, something well, I guess that that's something like we can, where Gattaca comes up where it's like right. or taking change out, your eyesight. Yeah. You know, right. taking out things that could be considered socially like oh, a disadvantage. Right. Right. And and but we're always doing it and um the when I'm, I'm always looking at ways to refine what we can do. So factories, it's a big that's a you know, anything under the factory system is mm-hmm. all about bringing technology in yeah. and setting up this very 
natural man versus tech yeah. um, scenario. And, and we see it and we saw it in the, um, uh, the elections with uh, Hillary and Trump, where Hillary was like, you know, get used to the fact that we will be dealing with AI technology in the workplace. You will have to change your, um, how you it's like style of business, your, your, your yeah. style of business, how your skill set and so right. on. It right. will, certain industries will go away. It's like it, it yeah. will happen. And, you know, people lost their damn minds over that. And, and, but that's kind of like, that's a genuine now. Yeah. We're all like working from home. But we were we were doing it even then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. We were doing it then. Well, we were doing it. It wasn't since, happening. I was telling my mom yesterday, like since ancient times, it's it's like before you had, you know, thousands of people to make these grand structures like the Colosseum or the pyramids. And, mm. and you know, yeah, we make it grand structures now, but it doesn't take a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Half, we're using cranes and other technology to make it. Right. That it doesn't require that many people. Right. It requires a couple hundred, maybe even less than that, depending on the building. So it's like it changed the whole. So even within like construction, like it's changed. Yeah. It's changed. So it doesn't take as many people. So now the other thousand people go have off to go have find to something go do something else. else. To do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. blunt like that. Yeah. But yeah. we don't need all the coal miners. We yeah. don't need all yeah. the right. yeah. the warehouse shelf yeah. stuffers. We don't need yeah. and and it's and as true. much as. Yeah. And the thing is, while we feel, while yes, you feel sad that it does affect because we sometimes don't get the grace period to mm-hmm. change from one industry to the next. No, However, it's a hard stop. It's a hard, it's a hard line where something comes in and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. all these factories are now closed. But I still feel that the people who are running these c- corporations and industries, they know through their, through their all their reports and all their strategy mm-hmm. meetings, they know when something is dying and dwindling. Right. And right. instead of converting their personnel and, and doing the conversions necessary, it's almost like they hang on to the last bitter end instead of, you know, focusing on maybe lobbying with politicians right. to keep their, their dying factories open instead of investing in um, switching um, uh, skills and 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 you and know training, retraining, and, and training and stuff or, like that. Yeah, right. So yeah. and it's like in Japan, like you're saying with mm-hmm. the hotel. I know. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple. I think there's also a few in Korea and China. But it was it was like a restaurant and it was a waiter who is a robot waiter. Like it was on wheels and at a screen, and then you just typed what you wanted or you said it to the machine, and then it had a little card slit for your card. And print out the receipt, but it's like there's no human interaction. You it takes the order to the kitchen. It doesn't even take it to the kitchen. It's in the system. Right. Like once you say it, but and then it brings the food out to you. And it's like, well, technically, that's all a waiter does is bring the food to me. Right. So I'm like, right. you don't. So like, I get it if you were an owner and you're like, well, I only need to pay for three robots. Right. Instead of shifts, no one needs to be on shift. If it gets busy, the robots work way more efficiently than any right. human. They don't need brakes. Right. They're not yeah. going to stop. So you just need a mechanic, a right. repairman to right. show up yeah. to fix the robots every once in a while. Yeah. Right. Um, so you cut your staff in half because you only have the cooks now right. and the one or two repairmen. I mean, I go to the pizza shop. I might as well just get the robot to give me my damn pizza yeah. so I can go. I'm not, I'm not sitting inside to eat. I'm literally, I've ordered it online. Yeah. yeah. It, 
it like Papa John's, it gives you the tracking. It tells you when it's ready because you can see the on the app. Yeah, you right. can see the pizza go through the the process, <laughs> yeah. and then it says ready. So then I drive over and I get it, and the guy unfortunately sees me too often enough to know he doesn't even say anything. He walks over to the shelf and grabs it and hands it to me. Oh, <laughs> and I walk out. Do you want to say hello now, Michelle? <laughs> so if it's a robot, yeah. it would just go yeah. get my stuff right. and, and hand it to yeah. me and I walk it's out. Even like I, should, I told my mom about this video I saw and I mean, you're always seeing robots in certain places because I think it was it was looked like a college campus, like mm-hmm. one of those um, things. And it was a little robot that had I forgot what logo, but it felt like a Uber Eats or yeah. that sort of like delivery robot for food. Yeah. And if it, it had food inside of it, but it like accidentally fell onto the grass because the I think the pavement was a little uneven. Oh. And and it was like, you know, it was. It looked like this. It almost like looked like Wally without the arms, but it looked like Wally, and Aww. like a cute Wally. And it fell into the grass and it was stuck. And someone was walking by, and it was like, "Help me, help me!" Aww. And then the person put it on. It was like had blinking lights. The person put it back on the on the um uh the sidewalk. sidewalk. Yeah, and then it turned and it was like, "Thank you." And then it kept going to continue the delivery. And I was That's like, "So cute!" I just found it cute, but it was just like. <laughs> So there's no reason to have a delivery man. I mean, he fell. If you, if you can make, fix the wheels so that they can make it <laughs> well, through the grass. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, it's like, yeah. the you know, in terms of like the efficiency, I mean, that probably wasn't happening often. No. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. Because <laughs> when I'm in Sam's Club, there's a, a, a um, an unmanned, um, what do you call them? The things that wipe the floor, mm, the machines like the that come, oh, yeah. they, they, they wash the floor. Yeah. And it just drives around the store, it just, uh, and uh, it knows yeah. when people are in front of it, and it stops. It's like a yeah. big Roomba, <laughs> right? And it, yes. it it will wipe the floor and goes around and it does its thing. Oh, nice. um, and every so often, I see the manned one, but the at which I'm sure they're probably testing it and so on. Right. But the 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 unmanned one is being used and it is working, and people either ignore it. And right. get out of its way, or some you have some people who right. are obstinate enough to just keep standing there and like I'm not right. moving, and then the thing just waits, and until it, your little thing is clear, it, it, whatever <laughs> in front is clear, and then because that's the other thing too. Yeah, this 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 machine doesn't have emotion, so it does no. not it doesn't mind waiting ten minutes for yeah, you to stand to there the and right. pick you're out not piss whatever. It off and do a yeah. Meanwhile the worker might be rage. looking at you like <laughs> yeah. move out the move way. Out yeah. Way. <laughs> or the, yeah. or you know, whatever. Yeah. But well, the, yeah, it's like robots are like you said, emotionless, yeah. efficient. They're efficient. They're not <laughs> yeah. complaining. Well, they're not and, guys, and go like ahead. I was gonna say, do you guys um so in my stop and shop, which is giant in where where you guys mm-hmm. live Mm-hmm. Um, they have this robotic thing that looks like Forky with the big eyeballs and stuff that will <laughs> go around the whole store. And I mean, I find it following me. I think someone's <laughs> controlling it. <laughs> and I run into well, it all the time. I've heard of that. I've, I've never heard of that. But I know that like in some places now they have robotic um, Are they- security uh, bots because yeah. i remember seeing one in like a it was one of those um 
neighborhood, like gated neighborhoods. Yeah. And not that security walks around gated neighborhoods all the time, but it looked like a security bot and looked like a, uh, just a, a, maybe something as tall as me, so then I'm five foot one. And it was like a little white dome ish type of thing. And it has a little screen on it and it has a button that you can press for the cops immediately or one to report a crime. Oh. It has a little camera on it and it will, you know, so you can run up and say, you know, someone's doing blah, blah. And, now and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it has lights on it with like the, the police, red and blue lights. Interesting. So it's, and if, yeah, if you push that button for the emergency one, it like immediately the cops are notified. Otherwise you can hit the other one and you can talk to a yeah person. Well, I mean, don't they have the, the robot dogs or whatever yeah. now for the bomb yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're trying to make robot dogs for bomb squads. For bomb squads. Um, yeah. But one of the uh, documentaries I wanted to bring up um, for to look at uh, about the man versus tech is American Factory. It won an, uh, an Academy Award, and it was produced by the Obamas. It's on Netflix, and it was in 2016, which seems time flies but it was called the american factory and it was how a chinese company had reopened a shuttered factory in ohio and they took on the um uh the staff but then they brought in their staff so you know it's it's covering a variety of things. So you're bringing in staff from another country, you're bringing in management styles from another country, you're dealing with people who were laid off and then got rehired and da 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 da. But at the end of the day, they were bringing in these, um, the new technology. So they didn't need these people. So eventually they did get laid off and, and stuff. But it was, you know, um, how AI and, and other things are being used. Uh, I think it, they were a glass factory. They turned into a glass factory. But, and we see that in, in Amazon warehousing, and we saw that in another warehouse, mm. you said it was China. Yeah. Where um, it's basically there's no sign yeah. of people. It looked like a, it looked like one of those am, uh, delivery type of warehouses. Mm. Um, but it, it had a bunch of like little orange and white. I think they were orange or white from my memory, but I could be wrong. Um, little robots with the packages on top of them. But oh. it was just hundreds of robots just delivering packages to the to whatever they needed. And there was only two humans in the in the space, and I think they were just making sure the robots don't hit each other. But because they're robots, <laughs> <laughs> they're efficient. They like they zip through each other. It almost looks like Wally, uh, if you've right. ever seen that, when I they're just like Wally. zipping through each mm-hmm. other with mm-hmm. no issues. Like yeah. that. That's I what the robots were doing. <laughs> if the people actually have to put the packages on the robot. And they, they just go. Uh, some of them didn't. Some of them they lifted oh, it. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Okay. They had like a lifter yeah. sort of. Um, and some do put it onto the package. And I think what we're seeing in these in these type of factories is yeah. probably testing different things. Yes, and testing um, human interaction with them when you have employees. Of you know of robot employees and employ human employees, yeah. um, right. but it is not going away, and that's no, why no, I think as not. as society, you can't be yeah. you can't be anti- antagonistic to it. I think uh, you you can you can um, lobby for 
and and lobby for a skill set change or or you know being getting your skill set financed and so on but it's not going away so yeah. just being adamant that you know no robots are coming in the factory yeah, they, yeah they're coming <laughs> they're, they're coming. coming um so but yeah so but all that saying yes man versus technology <laughs> There's lots of, as you can yeah. tell, there's, there's, and I, I mean, you can talk about this topic for right. like hours. Forever. I, I haven't, I haven't seen anything unique yet though. No. A lot um, of them tend to have a similar, um, set of themes going through it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, if there's any particular so, one that I've seen that I was surprised by. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> well, if you if you yeah. can think of something that was a little different than the god complex of the person creating it, and then what they created destroys then them. destroys them, or destroys the society that they weren't expecting that it would destroy the society, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah let I, can't, us know. I, can't, I can't think of any particular thing because no. yeah, yeah. So, so much of a yeah, like you said, it's usually that or science goes too far, right? Um, like a Jurassic Park, like I said, yeah. or uh, or um, Deep Blue Sea, where it's like they yeah. experiment on sharks, and again, oh, too yes. far. Now the what sharks want to kill them. Hello. Or you, yeah. or you are enhanced, and then you are either become a super type hero, or you become a super villain because you they are bitter you. by the <laughs> yes. right. Yeah. They because um, Robocop. He mm-hmm. was upset, but he was good. But then, yeah. you know, but he got upset because government used his body or whoever used his body. I don't even remember that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but he got hurt and then they enhanced yeah, him they enhanced and blah, 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 blah. All, all right. up and down. Yeah. I guess in, in Marvel, you have Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes, yes. He's, yeah, he's the red dude. He, he was Jarvis, mm-hmm. Tony's, mm-hmm. or Tony yeah. Stark's... Um, Assistant, assistant AI, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. yeah, he was assistant Computer AI. AI. Yeah, and then he made Ultron, and that was by accident. And then he brought Jarvis back, and then he put him in a body with the one of the Infinity Stones in his forehead. So mm-hmm. he's like a god computer, mm-hmm. pretty much. Right. Um. So that I guess was different in that, like, you gave him a full blown body. Mm-hmm. Like he is not human, but he is also not a robot. So I don't know. In between. Yeah. And then he fell in love with Wanda, <laughs> and Wanda yeah, fell in love right. with him. Yeah, very sad. <laughs> so sad. You need to watch WandaVision. It's so good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she hasn't watched it yet. I haven't watched no. WandaVision. Oh, it's, Michelle, yeah. Do I keep telling favorite. you to watch it. It's so I, good. I did. I binged through the Marvel things, and then <laughs> uh-huh. by the time I got to one. the end, this one's a slower pace. It's I was not like, going to feel as. Oh my god! Yeah, no, because no. I'm not a superhero type person. Yeah, like yeah. I can watch. I have watched Iron Man and so on. But to sit and watch them back to back to back and and twenty three movies, <laughs> I wanted to oh, weep. Geez. That's but, what we did. <laughs> but so I have not yeah, moved on because yeah. I know Disney has the yeah. next level on the on the viewing guide yeah. Yeah. for yeah. the Marvel stuff. You it's should. like oh, all it's the series intense. are in there. The yeah. WandaVision, Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah. I haven't Moon watched something. Moon Knight. I haven't Moon watched Knight. Loki. I watched Moon Knight. And oh, the Eternals. Loki. oh, girl! Wandavision, mm. yeah, Loki. So. I think I think because I don't like Loki, so oh. I like the actor. It plays really him, gets, but into, I don't like the character. Yeah, in his head. you need to watch yeah. it. It's yeah. interesting. 
Yeah. So. All right. Well, but, yeah. we have talked man versus tech. <laughs> oh, yes, we and have. We have. So yeah. um, anything else? Uh, no. But, yeah, definitely go watch um, The World's End. It's on... Well, actually, I don't know when this podcast comes out, what, where it will be. And <laughs> where it will be, but, but you can just for, look up. Yeah, luck search you. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like I said, it's starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and it's written and directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah. Fantastic film. Um, this one's probably more serious than Shaun of the Dead and yeah. Hot Fuzz, for sure. Uh, although it's still comedic, it's like yeah, comedy, I giggle. Dra- comedy yeah. drama. Yeah. Um, Brit- British yeah. comedy makes me laugh. Yeah, so and, and, yeah, right. And, um, highly it's right up my alley. Yeah, highly, highly recommend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good, good film. Yeah, awesome. Well, on a completely different note, <laughs> as I segue into my section, yes, we're gonna start with this. I thought it was freaking hilarious, and Gabby did more research on it. Because why not? But it was a, um, <laughs> this was around July 4th, and it got posted on Instagram. So it says, an hour-long 60-person brawl broke out on a cruise after one person's significant other found out about an alleged threesome. The brawl spread to five different floors and didn't stop until the Coast Guards <gasps> arrived, and I could not stop laughing. Oh, um, my God. I I was laughing at the comments, yeah. and then I was laughing at the scenario because the boats are big. A cruise yeah. ship is huge. There, it was like a so city on the water. So to have <laughs> a, a fight that goes to five floors, it's like it's never stopping. It's worth. Yeah. It's like my imagination yeah. was going with this. Well, yeah, but Gabby found out more. Yeah, it was like when I looked it up. It was it was like two people. <laughs> I guess got together in a fling of some sort and mm. then they were going to do a threesome and so there's going to be another person coming into this duo the the they're not a couple the original duo the the okay. middle <laughs> duo they have other significant others oh. so they they found out and they're you know pissed off as you, as one would be <laughs> and and then uh, it's like somehow a full-blown brawl like punching and hitting oh. happens but it started on I think they said in the club area of the ship. So it was like, it was like nighttime in a club. Ooh. And then, and then it fell into the casino because one of the commenters was like, or someone who was there witness was kind of like, we were all in, in the casino just drinking. And then all of a sudden, like a brawl. So it wasn't like, it it wasn't like a ton of people got involved. It was just, I think if they got hit by something, because one woman, she got accidentally oh. got hit and she wasn't involved. She Someone just threw a bottle and she happened to be like near where everything was because she's oh she doesn't know what brawl is happening and then and she's then, like oh hell no and then dies well, into I think, no i think it's like maybe like her husband is like stop oh. fighting and then other people then they're like don't you know don't stop us from stop fighting and then it's like that type of thing oh. and then so the brawl then spills into like one of the big lobbies and oh. then it goes into the hallways and then it kind of goes up and the staff is trying to get everyone back to their rooms like the people who were fighting the original people who were fighting <laughs> and they weren't they also were like they weren't even punching each other the entire time because it's like it's like it was like punch with punch yell and curse each other out and then i guess someone would say something and then punch with punch again and then curse each other out 
and the punches again, but and I'm this like, is this like is five the, floors. But I'm telling you, you're rolling up, <laughs> up or down floors. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's what? like going everyone, the, and then eventually they were able to separate everyone. It only lasted an hour, they said, so it was pretty quick. An hour? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and they were able to get everyone back in the room, like the people who were fighting I in the like, room. I can imagine, like, I feel yeah. like you have, like, a net yeah. or something where you're trying to, yeah. as a as an employee, yeah. you're trying to shove them, yeah. or like a broom, yeah. <laughs> trying to shove them back into their rooms. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, Coast Guard came and I think arrested the 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 main people not the oh. not the periphery people as far as I know but I was I'm like thinking, <laughs> like do, did did people get involved because they're like oh man I've never done this before I've never been in a fight and they're no, just like, I think I think like I said I like how the woman accidentally got hit by a bottle like someone right. in the party threw a bottle but like I think in it the was direction also it hit families her. like and the family yeah the were families <laughs> right so families the family with of them. one yeah. is fighting the family of the other yeah so, so it's like two families. So it's kind of like, and it might you know, be even the th- the, th- the third, the, threesome, the, th- the threesome person, the thruple, the, the thruple, thruple, the three, the third person might have been their people too. Oh so like God. everyone but, gets found out, here, and then but here's my thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> you have come on this cruise. You don't know. Supposedly, we we they don't know each other. Yes, right. right? We're going with that premise. Yeah. How the heck are you hooking up with somebody and then having? Those rooms are big, but not that big. And then, <laughs> and then you don't have that much privacy Maybe in terms of, especially if you have a significant other. Like, what are you telling them to do? Go I, walk around the, the deck? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, they may come back at any moment. It's also, like, cruise ships are big, but not that big. They're not, they're like, it's like, a, it's like living in a small town. Like, you're, someone's going to see you. Right. I don't understand how this. Right, because I was you're like not completely anonymous. Because each person has to get rid of their partner right. for at least half an hour, yeah. and then you decide to bring a third person in that you supposedly don't know. How is this person? I mean, it, to me, it's like, why is everybody so okay with? A hookup that is just random. I'm like it's monkey all pox, good, Michelle, people. As long monkey as they pox. Keep their mask on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was thinking, you know, like you're. Let's say you're you're just the innocent passenger in your room, and you're hearing this commotion outside, and you open your door, and it's but just people screaming guess, and all. But I guess like if if say you and I were on the cruise, and we were at like the bar or something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're talking and, and then a, a bottle hits my forehead yeah. like just smashes into me i feel like you would be like who the hell threw that like i know so it's on. you would be it's part on. of the 60 percent draw i guess yeah. when on. you said it i gasped i was like oh no so but you would be part of the 60 first yeah i would because be you part would be of like, the 60 person because i'm about to kick butt yeah <laughs> So I think that's why some people got involved because they just, because someone said from, it sounded like at least one of the articles and, you know, this is like New York Post or something. So, Mm -hmm. you know, take with a grain of salt. But it was like one person came like falling into almost one of the casino tables. So like if you were standing at the table and you got hit and you didn't know what was going on originally, you might have been like people just hitting me. Right. Let me right. just turn and hit them. So then you get into right. a bigger brawl and people don't know why anyone's fighting. Because alcohol is probably at play. Oh, for sure. People are probably drunk. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so. money's at play as well at the same time. Right. Yeah. They yeah. might have yeah. messed up so. your role or whatever you were doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
So, oh my yeah. God. But I was tickled. I could not yeah, stop laughing was, as my imagination <laughs> went on. And then I was thinking when the Coast Guard came, I was like, well, who do you arrest when you've got <laughs> several people? So I guess you do the main, like, I guess you asked to have who were the first people who started fighting. And I guess you take those people off. And then right. after that, it depends on who who hurt who and how badly. <laughs> and then I was like, in my head, I was like, well, do cruise ships have a holding cell area? Because, you know, now that people are, are acting up like on planes, right? you have, I'm hearing about more brawls. Ties. <laughs> right, right. I'm hearing about more brawls think, on cruises. I think cruises because have jail cells. This is not the first time that I've heard of a, of a brawl, not this big. Well, and but the other thing, family is, reunions usually bring out a brawl, right? And I don't they think have, that they follow our U.S. laws if they're like in another port in another country. Well, yeah, like, because that whole. Because Right. They, this one was close enough for the U.S. Coast right. Guards to come get it. But, mm-hmm. for instance, like the transatlantic cruise mm-hmm. that we're talking about, um, so you're in the middle of the Atlantic. I don't know who's coming to put Who would that have jurisdiction? Can you imagine <laughs> right. trying to argue about come and help me? And they're like, oh, that's not us, dude. That's Try these not people. us. <laughs> right. And if you have a large amount of people, how are you retain other than telling them to stay in their room right but that's why i was like is there holding cells so, at the bottom of the cruise ship i i looked <laughs> it up and so cruises have something called the brig um mm. if a passenger gets into trouble they get a stern talking to they're put in the brig for more serious offenses <laughs> like stern talking to that's where if you do a light offense if well, you yeah. have a serious offense <laughs> they will they're confined to their cabin with a security card posted outside their door oh. so they can't leave uh, if it's a really serious offense um something that is like a serious crime uh, a true serious crime then you get put in the ship's jail or the brig um they have steel rooms there's basically steel rooms located at the bottom of the deck near the security office um you won't be staying you most likely won't be staying there the entire time um, but usually by the next port, you're forcibly removed from the ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was the chuckle moment and I wanted to share that with you, but that was so there funny. are three books <laughs> that I, that I read that I wanted to, um, uh, highlight in my portion. And I had way back when, I think when one of the things we were talking about, Stepford Wives was, uh, an example um, and so I borrowed it from the library. It is a short story. I didn't know that. I knew it was a book, but I didn't realize it was a short story. It's only three chapters. What? But really? I was, yeah, I was very um, impressed with his ability, Ira Levin, mm. to write this complete story in three chapters. And of course, the chapters are a little long, but not, but you get the whole story. So he also did uh, Rosemary's Baby, um, A Kiss Before Dying, and Boys from Brazil. And Rosemary's Baby was Mia Farrow. Um, oh, that was so and scary. She, that was scary. <laughs> she was in a New York building oh, or a building like yeah, New yeah. York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then her husband was part of a cult or whatever. And then it was just creepy. 
But I feel like that'd be a good topic. But it was like the devil's of, baby or something like that. Okay, yeah, a good it was. topic in terms of like um, how <laughs> we talk about monsters is like devil babies because yeah, there's so many babies. devil devil, devil babies stories <laughs> and yeah. a kiss before dying. I do not remember. Um, I don't remember the story. And Boys from Brazil, I remember that like it was yesterday. That was Gregory Peck, who was Dr. Mengele. Olivier, uh, Lawrence Olivier is in there. Um, and I don't remember who the other person is. But it, the concept is that huh, the uh, sperm, I guess, of Hitler was saved. And then that, um, I guess they, they impregnated... They they did their genetic thingy majiggy mm-hmm. and using his sperm or whatever. So and then impregnated like ninety something women Ooh. around the world. So he was trying to create um, a new Hitler Youth kind of thing, and um, this person stumbled onto this secret society, um, and he's in Brazil or South America. And then they were going around. I guess there was a, a group that was going around to killing the the boys. Um, and it, I guess it brings up the story, the the idea. And you hear people talk about it flippantly. Of if you knew Hitler was when he was a baby, should he have been killed? You know, like would you kill somebody like that when you know? I'm not explaining it smoothly like but if you were able to time travel would you right eliminate do you him kill you him could? right yeah right and um so at the end of that story it's um not all the boys i guess were killed or whatever and they want the list like whoever wants the list and the person the the, the person who discovered the thing tears up the list burns the list because their idea is that you don't know how they're going to grow up. Like they'll be, they'll could be fine. Um, and, and so on. But this is the, 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 basically the author is that style of writing. Mm. And so he, when he did Stepford Wives, um, it was, um, it was a satirical, satirical dark humor, (laughs) but, but he wanted it to be read with humor with, with this idea of, um, and and instead of so much to focus on the women, he wanted to focus on the men, Mm -hmm. um, and finding it funny that they were, um, these smart men, because they were from, he even mentioned Disney engineer and, and Mm -hmm. artists and scientists trying to create, trying to, trying to, um, restrain the women, um, and who are just as smart, who are just as smart and so on. Yeah. Cause they're um, like judges and lawyers and yeah. Like doctors. I think that the Nicole Kidman, Bette Midler, uh, version is to me is a little closer to the, the, the book, the the book, and not in the storyline, but more in the the comedy. The, the comedy. Yeah. Mm. Like it is, it, there is a slight. There were some things where I was just like chuckle chuckle um, in it as I was reading it. Um, I don't think anybody, none of the books, have really worked with his his ending and and what it involved and stuff. Because the original ending of Stepford Wives is. Um, it's not like the movie. 
it's not like the women um, get un right programmed and right. then turn on their husbands right. and they're like, "What did you do to me?" It's it's like a it's a dark ending. It's a dark ending, and then the book is a dark ending. No, I'm saying the book has a dark ending. Yeah, the, the movie, book is a dark movie ending. doesn't right. Yeah, um, and then there were there were some other follow up movies like Stepford Children, Stepford Husbands. Um, where it's the same thing, killing the creator. I, da, 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 I da. feel like Stepford Wives now, if you were to redo it, mm-hmm. um, because there was a scene in the original, in the original, in the Nicole Kidman one, where she is at the grocery store and it's when she's mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love the shot. It's such yeah. a good shot. I mean, the, the, the cinematography for that movie is weirdly yeah. So good for really? like I wouldn't expect that for a comedy, but when you rewatch it, it is no, really wise is pretty. Well, it's a pretty, it's a movie. pretty, it's a pretty film. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then the costume design is fantastic. Yeah. Everyone looks good. Well, all the, the whole yeah. oh, Glenn Close like, the looks, focus was like yeah. perfection, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, go ahead about Glenn Close. What did you say? No, she's in the movie. Yeah, she, yeah. Oh, she's she in is. the Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and um, the singer, 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 singer. What is her name? She country country girl. She's a country singer. She's married to Tim McGraw. Oh, Faith Hill. Yeah, she's in it. Oh. She's 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 in it. It's a funny. She's in a short, small mm. part, but it's funny. She's mm. in the funny part. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think like it, it. There, yeah, there's a scene where she's like walking. She's changed already. Nicole mm. Kidman's character. She's a Stepford wife, and um, she's like in the whole getup and stuff and she's walking down the aisle and it's like this very eerie mm. shot. It's a beautiful shot. And so the music is pretty and heavenly. And then the shot, it's beautiful and everything looks pretty, but there's like a horror behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Despite like, if you muted the music, yeah. it would be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like if you took out the thing that makes it seem like, Oh, this is lovely. Yeah. No, right. it's like a horrifying shot of like these people who have been forced into, what Jesus consider perfect, right? Right. Which is like nineteen fifties housewife life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Subservient. So, no. Pretty thank much. You. Hard pass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was a quick read, you know. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. And I did. Um, we were talking about man versus beast, and so I was listening to Jaws, but I hadn't finished it. And I did the audio, um, and that one was by Peter Benchley. Um, and you realize that I, 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 Peter Benchley did work on the Jaws story, um, script, um, or storyline or whatever, but Mm. I will give kudos to, um, Spielberg for pulling out the best parts of this book because Mm. it wasn't that it was bad. This is 1974 and it wasn't that it's bad. It's that I felt that Benchley focused on a variety of things <laughs> and put it all in this book. So you had the, the shark scenes, which was magnificently written and researched. You could tell that he that this was his thing, was writing this these this about sharks and and um creating this story with the shark. But then he had a the storyline between the uh, police chief and his wife um, overtook the story mm. so that I was like, where is the freaking shark? 
Mm. And it was the breakdown of their marriage. And they weren't really, you know, I know in the review, somebody was like, they didn't like any of the characters, but I was like, I don't like the wife. And Mm. in the movie, she is not like that at all. She is not, um, you know, because it's the, the town, she was felt repressed by the town. Mm. And, um, she was from a higher social class and so she's married down and she's bored and you know she's got the kids she has her kids but she's right and so it's the breakdown of this marriage of her wanting more out of it and and the chief wants to hold on to his marriage and then the guy who is the um outsider that comes to kill the shark he is another pivotal, dysfunctional character. Um, so, again, for Spielberg to be able to pull the nuggets out of this and make it into this movie about just a shark, you know, um, and he's able to do a character arc with the police chief and some mm-hmm. of the people in the town and how the town is, you know, considering with this beast mm-hmm. um, was, is excellent, but the book was quite, like I said, quite different. Um, and it's worth listening to listening or reading. Um, I think Benchley is, doesn't know what the heck he's talking about when he writes the female character um, <laughs> and tries to get into the minds of the female character but um, that did not stop him as he, <laughs> as he, as he wrote <laughs> that. I was like, okay, if he talks about this woman's boobs one more time. Oh, my. <laughs> like, like, we don't go around, you know what I'm saying? We don't, women are aware of what their bodies look like, but we, right. it's not a, a daily obsession unless you are dealing with some other kind of issue. You know, um, I see that with a lot of male authors. Well, when they write a female character, even like a young woman, um, and it's like so focused on body. And I'm like, when I wake up in the morning, I do not. Right. And I see myself in the mirror or something like I'm not thinking, oh, i got to adjust the boobs. Right. I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm usually or, like, oh, my oh, boobs are so big. Or, yeah. Oh, my boobs, 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 I see them boobs, so much. Boobs. And I'm like, no, I'm usually thinking, oh, man, I'm in the dark circles underneath my eyes. Or right. I'm like, what is for breakfast? <laughs> like, I'm not right. even thinking about my body. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, and even as, as somebody who for her, who, you know, he's trying to set it up as, like I said, this woman who's dissatisfied with mm. her life. Right. And it's not that she hates her husband because he has not done anything wrong and i guess you know again when people are when when people are dissatisfied or they're about to do something that will implode their marriage Mm -hmm. um and he's and he's as the author trying to give both sides but you're not you have you've made her the villain or the nut job in this in because of her lack of reasoning as to why she's doing this other than, Oh, I'm a middle-aged woman who, Oh my God, I used to look young. Oh my God. You know, it's just, she was always focused on the fact that life had passed her by her body was no, she needed, she wasn't out of shape. 
she still because you and even with her husband, he admired the fact that she didn't age. He did, but she didn't age. So she's got this good body. Like, oh my gosh, am I still attractive? Like that's her focus. Am I still oh, attractive? Do do I you know can I can I get this man? And it's like when she gets the man, it's kind of like, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm ready okay. to go back and be now. <laughs> I, you know, now I'm fulfilled. I'm a real woman. I it's just I don't know. It just didn't. But track. like I said. When mm. he did the shark scenes, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> if we could just stick to that. <laughs> so uh, the third one was Finding Me, and that was by Viola Davis. Mm. And it was a memoir. Now, I did the audio because I wanted to hear Viola's voice because she is the one narrating. And I figured it would be because it's her story. She knows how to do the inflections to make it um, to make it. Um, good you know yeah. she's a the- she's a she's first a theater um actor so finding me now there is domestic violence there is mention of sexual assault mm-hmm. um there is yeah domestic abuse there is mention of sexual assault there is domestic abuse mention of sexual assault that's oh what i God. felt the whole memoir was okay oh, that's sad. <laughs> less so with the sexual assault but i will say that if i removed viola davis out of the equation and, and you know it's her story yeah. so but i don't think her story is unique right i you know in that unfortunately, unfortunately. in a first world country like america that her story is not unique. Now, she's 56 years old, so she's in my age line. Mine too, so yeah. So when I'm listening to, you know, it's, her story felt like something that happened in Old South after segregation and, you know, like a Ruby D, Ozzie Davis kind of feel because... Yeah. The poverty in this book, what she has suffered, is incredibly, this is beyond poverty that, you you know, you hear of low-income people. This is beyond like low-income. you typically income. think of, it's, it's right. more it is, so. This is, a, this is a, a, um, a story about poverty in America. <laughs> and mm. she, she was born in South, South Carolina, but she grew up in Rhode Island. So oh, again, we don't see the, we don't hear these stories of poverty in the Northeast. Right. You know, we like, like we're conditioned to believe that it's only in Mississippi and Alabama and, you know, um, that's true. In the deep South. The default that, that is, goes like, to those right. places. It's yeah. like, oh, that's, you know, yeah, they're very poor. Not expecting to hear about Rhode Island's <laughs> poverty in the, 80s or you know as she was growing up because I think she graduated in the like I said she's our age so yeah. she graduated in the 80s but if I removed her from this equation of, of this family that was so poor it's easy to criminalize the poverty and I yeah. when I say criminalize it's she had parents who 
didn't have more than a sixth grade education. I, I think the mother stopped early. I know the father, I don't think he, I don't think he made it to middle school or if he did, it was just there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they lived on welfare that wasn't enough to even feed them. Oh, so it's like you got your you got your money in the at the beginning of the month to for food or whatever, but the food wasn't enough to feed them, and it it was it was three it was three sisters. The fourth came along later. The the first there's so in all, she she has one two three four five siblings, mm. but she grew up with her two sisters. The third one came along. The other, the first two were left in South Carolina. So the parents left South Carolina for work in Rhode Island. Oh, wow. And her, her father worked, at, worked with horses at the racetrack. And so he came to Rhode Island to work there. But he, um, because of the racism in, in the horse track in Rhode Island... He was forced out of the job or something like that. And I think, you know, off and on he worked, but then he would drink. So we are dealing with an addiction problem. But, and I say it's easy to criminalize because he was the one who beat the mother. And he, he beat, the way, what's her face, Viola describes it. Mm, we're talking almost daily. I don't know when he took his breaks from beating, but it seems like that oh, was criminal. like the norm. That is criminal. So it's easy to lock him up. Like in my head, I was like, this man needs to be in jail. Right. And he would beat her to the point where he would pick things up. He'd pick up boards, woods, whatever to, to beat her. He's like, I'm going to oh, kill God. you. Literally, he's trying to kill her. She ran out of the house one time. The mother ran out of the house one time. He waited in the bush for her to come back. And so when she comes back, he beats her outside. Nobody stops it. Nobody mm. in the apartment building stops it. Because That makes it like, worse. Right. Apartment the building. Comes, right. Ugh. Right. And then the mother comes to, she's in the store. The mother comes bloody, you know, and everybody's like, no one knows what happened to this woman. Why is she looking this bloody and, mm-hmm. and beat up, beaten up? And they were such a unit that they wouldn't even tell the, that they wouldn't call the police and they wouldn't tell who had done this to her. So it's like, so in a way they were conditioned. Yeah. I was going to say to protect him and, and in and and in a way we would like i said if you remove her out of the out of the picture we as a society would look at this family and say he needs to go to jail these kids kids need to go to foster care the mm-hmm. mom you aren't taking care of your kids and the family would be split up mm-hmm. without really taking care of what causes somebody a family to be this poor Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they hadn't, the, the things, the stuff wasn't functioning in the apartment. So sometimes they couldn't get water. Oh God. 
So they would go to school dirty. And so the teachers would complain and the principal um, had to bring in the school nurse or counselor or whoever to tell teach her how to wash because they didn't know how oh to wash. Oh, my gosh. First of all, they didn't have the water. Right. But they, it was like even the basics to living. They couldn't wasn't even. Right. Right. Which, and the mother... I was like, if they took an X-ray of this woman, there is no way she didn't. She didn't have bones like, that were broken. Right, from exactly. The way she was beaten, but when she was three years old, she was playing with matches or whatever, and a fire started, and her um, her sibling died, a younger. No. no. So her parents beat her to the point that her one of her arms doesn't work, or <sighs> doesn't is. It doesn't work as much. So this is the mother. <laughs> the mother's being. This is the mother's background, right? And you have this father's background. And so this woman just took this beating for all her life. So at the end of this, Viola has this. You know, I forgive my father. I, you know, I love him, and they had a great relationship. And he made, you know, he did everything in his power to help his grandkids and stuff. What? Um, and I was like, and I'm listening to this, and I was like, I don't like him. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, I have no, no, no room for no. forgiveness. I was like, and and it's not my place to forgive him because right. it's you know it's her story. Right. Um, I, I, I admire her that she's able to um, persevere, persevere, because oh my gosh, and then. What we see from this is that there is trauma that still continues in the next generation because the parents, her sisters and so on, have, um, have, uh, you know, some of them are are successful and some have addiction problems and then their kids have addiction problems. So it's, and, and, she struggled as she be, as she got became an actor mm-hmm. because she had to help with money because like i said the food stamp money isn't enough to right. feed the amount of people at one point they had 11 people in her parents apartment oh my god and with all these various generations um and so but she also talked about the realities of a career as an actor because mm-hmm. we have this idea that, you know, every time we see an actor, that they're rich, that they are so successful because of this one project that's now um, in our face. And she's like, the majority of them are not even making $50,000. And when you talk about theater actors, it's even less. Right, right. Um, and it's just a hustle. So it's like she gets the money mm-hmm. and from the plays, but she's got to, you know, once she started making money, then the family was always knocking on her door asking mm-hmm. for money. So she could barely pay for herself and pay for them. Um, and it was, that theater life is rough. Uh, it's just incredibly... When a, by the time a play gets to Broadway, 
um, if it didn't start at Broadway, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's such a long haul mm. to get there. Um, and but for her, it's like she put the work in, right. and what she also highlights is that while she is this big success now, and everybody you know most people know who Viola Davis is, right? When you read this. She's not an overnight success in the sense that this woman has been working <laughs> all her, <laughs> her life. butt off, yeah. Right. She has been working hard and, and uh, you know, dealing with a lot and still persevering and still being successful. She's the first black woman to get an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony. Oh, wow. And um, I will... I, I will say that I um I guess I admire her ability to still have faith in a god after reading all of wow. this because I would be, you know, and not that she didn't have um anger when she would pray to get out of this situation right. and yeah. and nothing happens. But the I guess in a way you have to believe in something maybe by this point like she is in therapy and stuff right to to have to keep optimism going. to keep going and have optimism and hope because like I said I don't know what's happening to families that are this poor because um, and some people do reach out and. And they have the educational, enough education to then be able to probably, once with some help, they can get a job and so on. But for this, it's like you almost have to, you, you'd you have to go back to teaching them. You know, like when you drop out of school, it's, you know, sixth grade or something. You, mm-hmm. It's like there's a gap in in just basic education, mm. you know. Before you start teaching me skills about whatever and and we I don't know about the welfare benefits and so mm. on, but you don't have an incentive to go to work if you're as soon as I start working, you cut me off like for them, they're in such a deep hole that right. they need to be allowed to work um and and not be cut out. Um, I mean, it, it, she didn't go into detail with that. It, it, I'm just extrapolating on mm-hmm. how dire her home life was. Um, yeah. And they didn't even have money for clothes. And it, it was like the, the principal of the school was the one who would give her Aww. the hand-me-downs from her daughter. And... Um, and you know give them stuff um because she saw them walking down the road one day and they she's like why aren't you all in school and um the the mother couldn't articulate it's almost to me like the mother was in like some con- some type of um shell shock yeah like a, a fugue state yeah almost and then the principal figured out that you know she'd bring her food and stuff because they didn't have enough food. They'd go to school. She'd fall asleep because she couldn't sleep Aww. and stuff. So it was, it's, it's a worthy read 
But yeah, like I said, I am not. Like she's <laughs> a very strong woman. I am not watching like, the yeah. movie version of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, this book stayed with me for too many days. I Aww. was like, I was so angry at that man. I was oh. like, okay. And I, I mean, and and she has pictures of him, and and he looks like you know. By the time he was old, he's he's passed away now. But you know, he looked like this old, you know, happy. Oh my god! Man. Just the and, fact that she kept a relationship <laughs> with him when she yeah she kept it yeah she kept a relationship. Oh wow! I mean, she it's... never. Um, I don't think she ever stopped. I think she was just very mm-hmm. protective of him. Very, that was her hero. It was, oh my and God. he never hit her. He didn't, he hit, didn't hit the kids. He never hit the kids. It was the mom. And he was, he had such venom against her. Um, and then at the end, he's like, I'm so sorry. And, and so on. It's right. almost like he was overtaken by the beast in him that it my was God. almost like it was out of control. That's so. just, I don't know. Gabby's like, yeah. <laughs> she has nothing to say. Yeah, Gabby. To say. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was like a tell-all um, yeah. kind of story. Yeah. Where, you know, I worked hard and into in the business and the, these are the people who helped me and these are the people who were whatever, you know, a little gossipy, whatever. Yeah. I wasn't, so I had no expectation. <laughs> so when she started, I was just so like, wait, what? <laughs> like, oh no. Like what? And, oh, so yeah. Um, so Viola Davis finding me. Wow. And on that note, we're moving to Julia's Corner. Okay, sit back and relax. Because <laughs> it's time for Julia's Corner. Okay, well, today um, we're going to talk about an article I ran across. It's 34 Things Women Do to Stay Safe. <laughs> it's ironically enough, right? Um, and Show the Burden of Being Careful. And this was written by Amanda Duberman. I found it on HuffPost.com. Mm-hmm. She wrote it actually in um, 2015, but updated it in 2017 because, hello, it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. So um, we just do a lot of things. And I think, you know, as women, we have to be more careful than men. You know, it's just part of being a woman. We are... Um, mm-hmm. it's, there's yeah. too many assaults too often. It's mm-hmm. just... Very disturbing. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into her tips. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, which I do, is walk with our keys, grasp between your fingers in case you need to use them as a weapon. Mm-hmm. I do. Anybody? You do? Mm-hmm. Do you uh, look at me? No, but when... <laughs> she doesn't have car keys. <laughs> yeah, I don't have car keys. But I guess, well, like, when I was at school and... um. When I was doing my undergrad, like I was uh, still taking art classes at the time because I didn't fully switch because I was double majoring at that point in film and then Korean uh, Asian studies. So I always had an exacto knife with me because of art classes because I had so many. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of physical projects. So I always had an exacto knife in my pocket. Oh. So it was one oh. of those where, like, Do if I had to take it out. mess with Gabby. <laughs> if I ever, anything happened, I would just, I, like, I would put my hand in my pocket for, like, a, in case I had to whip it out quickly. 
but oh, wow. I never like used it. But it was for art class. But then I just had like I carried yeah. it all. You the just time make sure you have some art. To other art, art, art tools, tools in your bag, you ready so that <laughs> so that it's like <laughs> yes, it is for art. Yes, exactly. Well, I like that, and I let I just um I am picking up mm-hmm. tips right now, so this is good. <laughs> but exactly. have like I said, have art goes, have have art supplies with you. Right. <laughs> mine was not on pur- mine was not on purpose. That was just circumstance. But Sorry. if you need to explain, have some art supplies right. with you. Well, you know, this author is saying, you know, sometimes, you know, we we do things because of experiences or experiences of our mother or sisters, our aunt. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, friends. But anyway, number two is make sure to have the correct key out and ready before you get to your door. Yeah. Yeah. I I tend to. It's so sad how many of these are like, oh, I do that, too. Yeah. yeah, but it's good because you have to protect yourself. So number three, when someone is walking closely behind us on the street, we stop to pretend to make a phone call or otherwise occupy ourselves and allow them to pass in front of us. Yeah. 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 I slow down. I will even turn around. Yeah. Yeah. Because I yeah. will look you in your face if it looks like, you know, if if I look around and then it's not. And they are clearly not coming, you know, like I can tell it's not right. a um, an offensive kind of thing. Then yeah. I just look past them like I'm looking like, oh, did I, oh. you know, am I going the right way or whatever? Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good tip, actually. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the same thing. Number four, you walk past your destination, especially if it's your house, if you believe someone is following you or behind you for a while. Um, that depends on what, if, if, um, yeah, you trying to not let them know where you live or something like that. Yeah. But if I can spot somebody else. Yeah. They're in the building, you know, like for instance, right. if there's like one of those where there's a lobby and there's a, yeah. a security or something, I yeah. will go in and tell them, you know, I don't oh, have a, a problem telling somebody I'm, I don't feel safe. There's somebody behind me, I think. To a stranger, I don't have a oh, problem right. pulling somebody else into yeah. the situation. what I'm feeling. Yeah. That's good, Michelle. I don't think I would have yeah. the wherewithal to do that because I'd be yeah, so... I just, yeah, I think I've done it where I, I... Not necessarily somebody following me, but maybe I was like, oh, can I stand near you? Because I was waiting, I think I was waiting for a car, maybe your father probably to pick me up or something. And I just told the person, I was like, do you mind if I stand close to you? Um, because I think somebody may be standing over there or whatever. And they're like, fine. We didn't talk. I just right. needed to act like I was near, like I was in the company of somebody else. Oh, I see. Yeah. Until my car came. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, I'm not going to go in order because I re- just remembered yeah, now yeah. there are 34. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Um, number seven, though, I think is really important. Um, switch up your roots. You know how we always get into like a routine and it's like, oh, first I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. And usually go like around the same time and everything. I had a really good friend who who mentioned like she had gone into like a 7-Eleven one morning, like she always does, like to get her coffee and stuff. And some guy who was a customer as well was like, oh, yeah, I see you here, you know, pretty often. And she was like, 
heebie-jeebies, like, oh, someone, mm-hmm. like, no, this is not mm-hmm. good that someone recognized me from doing this constantly and, like, they know. Mm-hmm. It was a, just very disconcerting to realize, oh, you know, s- someone is, like, aware of mm-hmm. something that I mm-hmm. do. So, yeah, changing up your routine here and there is really good. Huh. You don't want to be... Um, well, I guess I, I lived near a Starbucks and I went there and often enough that people recognized me kind of probably most likely because I went so much, but I guess I wouldn't really think much of it since it's a yeah, Starbucks. I think you judge that because yeah. I yeah. mean, because it's like, like the employees or even if right. it was I a think, customer that I recognize a customer, but I would just think like he lives nearby or he works. Oh, nearby. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't think like they're following me and I'm not following them. It's just that like, or yeah. the, oh, the guy where. that even if they're aware. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, the guy that comes every Friday. I know yeah. he comes yeah. every Friday. Yeah. 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 I think there's a difference go- too between like the barista and people who work there. Of course, right. they're going to recognize you because you're there all the yeah. time. Right. But it's right. like. Then the convenience just, store. <laughs> yeah, just being well, aware guess, of like going around the yeah, same yeah. time. Well, I just guess like, like I lived over a, they call it Tesco, but it's pretty much like a. It's a supermarket. Yeah, it's like a Safeway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, a smaller version of it. But uh yeah, I had I saw people in there like customers that I recognized, but that's yeah. because I knew they lived by nearby. Because you could right. tell they lived nearby. They had the little basket, and you can right. tell it's like bread and eggs, and you're like you're buying something to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With. So I would recognize those people, but it was like I never said anything to them. I wasn't like, "Oh, you're here often." I just know in my head, I'm like, "Oh, you're here often." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I would never say to them, like you know, like some random woman. Oh, by the way, I recognize you and your kid. Like right. I, yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe that. that's where like the heebie-jeebies took place. Yeah, where, like, yeah. Someone actually, was, was like, like, "Oh, you're here." Blah blah well, blah. Yeah. With, with me, I remember coming out of the grocery store, and this was recent. I came out of the grocery store. I I and I look around. Oh yeah. And yeah. I looked over, and there was a guy standing at the other entrance. So it's the grocery store where you have two entrances on like. Oh yes, yes. On either side of the store. And he's on the other side standing there and it's, you know, it's an area where you get people who beg for money or whatever. And so I, I, I saw him and he had a bag from the store, like he had shopped. And so, and it was in the morning. So I, I looked around, I was like, okay, parking lot's empty. He's to the left. By the time I got to my car, mm-hmm. he was at my car. And I was like, when the hell, like, did you sprint from the yeah, freaking store? Because I was oh. parked closer to my entrance. Mm. And so he comes around and he goes, hi. And I stopped. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you know, I've got a four-year-old daughter in the hotel across the street. And, you know, I'm just looking for some money and da-da-da-da. Oh. And, um... And I said I didn't have any cash, which I don't. I said I, I said I don't have any money at it, so I said you know no cash. And um, he says okay, and he he walked off. But it was how quick right. he he had gotten there when I had already. It's kind of like I saw him. I, yeah, I was like okay, you are there, and I'm gonna go. I'm going to my car right. here, and right. then somehow oh, <laughs> it's geez. like I I felt like I blinked. And he's at my car. How the hell did you get to the car? I didn't see you get off the curb. I didn't see you walk over. And so that was a little weird. Um, And 
because I like, like I said, I like to feel like I'm in control of my, my area, my environment so right. that I, I clock everything. Of and course. I felt like I had done the job by, okay, I know where you are. Um, right. And you're so probably on, like but... WTF. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they also suggest maybe only wearing one airbud. When you're out and about, yeah. or oh, yeah, I would yeah, never, yeah, yeah, yeah. never I wear headphones. Yeah, I don't wear a phone. Yeah, yeah I never stay wear headphones. Aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. not. I mean, for guys yeah. too. Hello, you know, be yeah. aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Even even you hear about people who just cross the street and they're not like being attacked, just get hit by a car because they didn't hear yeah. the car drive right. up. Yeah, and it's like. Just if they had took the headphones out, you would have heard the car honk or... Yeah. No, right. I keep I keep one out of my ear yeah. if yeah. I'm outside with, with it. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a safe thing to do. All right. Um, let's see. Um, late at night, cross to the other side of the street when anyone is walking toward you. Yeah. I don't... I wouldn't be that extreme. I don't do that. I wouldn't... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Extra steps, hard pass. No, I know. Kidding. I'm going to say... <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I just like walk faster or something, but I won't, yeah, yeah cross. All right. How about two more? Uh, never open the door for someone you're not expecting and stay still until the doorbell stops ringing. What do you mean stay still? St- stay still? Stay still, like don't make noise. <laughs> I guess that's what. Well, it's. I, I mean, what do you mean if you're oh if you're in your house, yeah, if you're yeah, in your apartment or home. Oh, please! I don't care if somebody knows I'm there. I'm not opening the door. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Well, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's funny now. Like sometimes someone will like knock or something, and I can. I mean, like for I can kind of hear where like everyone is in the house because just natural creeks and stuff, and you know your house pretty pretty well. But right. I remember someone knocked recently, ish. And I think it was a solicitor person, mm-hmm. but <laughs> none of us got up. No one, no one got up. <laughs> no one checked right. the door. We all, everyone, it was, I just looked at my phone like, I'm not getting up. That's not me. <laughs> like, not I it. went out. And then, no, you went out like, I don't think. I went out through your father's okay. side. Because oh. like my brother didn't get up. <laughs> as far as I know, my dad didn't move. No. It was just, no, it was funny. Like no one got up. Because <laughs> here's the thing. The person knocked on the, one person knocked on the door and about and uh, 45 minutes later, another person knocked on the door. Oh. And it's all these stupid roof solicitors. Yeah. Right. The roof people. You know. Uh, or the gutter somebody people. Who, the gutter people. The yeah. one who wants to, to do kill the ants in my yard. And uh. I just yelled at the, the, the second dude because I thought it was the first dude coming back. <laughs> and so <laughs> I opened the door and said, stop knocking on my door. I was like, put me on the list and not to not knock on my door. And he was just standing there. Your father was on the phone. He's like, who's that? I was like, I don't know. He just keeps knocking on my door. And so I put a sign on the door. We says, already had a sign that says no solicitation. I have a sign now that says no solicitation. We had not that before. The, not him. Oh. him. I, I put it after him. Yeah. So, oh. so then... Yeah, Did that a while back, help? before the tape fell off, I oh. had no solicitation, including religious. And okay, right. Because I was like, don't touch my door. So yeah. this time, this dude knocks on my door, and it was like one of those hot days, and I I stormed, because I was cooking. Yeah. I was like, 
but you but Brian was expecting a package, so mm. I thought it was the package, the person, you know, UPS yeah. or something. So I go down this thing and I open the door, and I don't see anybody. And then I, I, so I look out, and he's like a little bit to the side, and I was like, I was like, what? And he's like, <laughs> he says, do you want? Um, would you like to know about our our um, infestation or ant infestation? <laughs> what? And I was looking at him, I was like, no. I said, do you have problems reading? <laughs> I was like pointing to the door and I slammed it shut. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, he's like sweating. <laughs> he's like, he's like wiping his head because it was so hot. And I think that he couldn't see the no solicita- solicitation thing until he walked up the driveway. So right. when yeah. he got there, I guess he decided that he had all, he had walked all the way up yeah, there. So he might as well. Go for it. He's gonna go for it, yeah. and so yeah. But um, anyway, we can move on to our last one, which is I think uh-huh. controversial. Avoid sleeping mm. naked in case of an intruder or onlooker. <laughs> <laughs> Comments, thoughts. Uh, I mean, I sleep with clothes on, but I think. I don't. You don't need to be that paranoid. You don't need to do that. <laughs> then you're changing so. your. You're changing your entire your, yourself. Your yourself. Right, your comfort within, level inside of your mm. space. Your personal right. space. So right. I mean, no. I guess if you if you feel worried about in your particular bedroom, you could get um. They have the the. It's like a type of door stopper now. Yeah, that yeah, like yeah. It, when you when For the door the opens it. No, it's like when the door hits it. Um, you can do it like under a bedroom door that oh on the bedroom it, uh, door it it an alarm goes off and it wakes okay. you up so that you know someone's opening the door yeah oh, okay gotcha, they were gotcha. advertising that for hotel doors yeah, yeah. oh yes but, okay yes yes but, yes yeah. yeah yeah you can do that but no um, I think... or even the front door just is like just right. a scare because it's more of a scare attack it's not going to stop them but it's going right, to scare exactly. them yeah right, thinking exactly. that like oh there's an alarm or something yeah. right right yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I think you, you know, if if that's what if that's your thing, you do your thing. Yeah, I was thinking you do you and yeah. You know, yeah. you can't worry about stuff like that, you know. Make sure you're mm-hmm. secure obviously wherever you live mm-hmm. and stuff, but live your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it for Julius oh. Corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And you're we welcome. we are we're ramping up to our um, anniversary episode, which <gasps> is um, in two, would it be two? Two fifty-two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's coming. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Coming Because we're, we're, we were at episode... We're at 49 right now. 49. So Wow. So, yeah, uh, we'll keep doing our thing. And if you've been with us from the beginning, I don't think we've changed that much in what we, how we've done things. We've maybe gotten a little more streamlined and, and stuff, but it's always been about books and stories. Exactly. And, and the, like we said, the art of storytelling, that's not going to change. And the things that piss us off and the things that we ponder. Yeah, we're going to so. stay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I know. Tell us, Julia, what are we going to say? Stay prickly. Yep. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you later. Bye. See Bye. Ya.